Hello, this is Aubin Palmer, and welcome to Everyday Thriving, success in your business and life for moms. I know you want to have a business for a reason, and I'm here as a certified life coach to help you make your business not only work, but thrive, in a way that helps all of your life thrive as well. Each week, I will share with you some of the mindset and tools I have learned and lived to help you find clarity, make more money, feel confident, and own your time each day. Let's go. Hello, it is Aubin, and I'm so excited to be here with you today with my friend, Rebecca Hebden, and she is a wonderful person that is going to share us everything she knows about marketing. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Aubin. Thanks for having me. So good. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, why I would have you here to talk about marketing. Yes. So besides working together, you and I, um, I am a medical assistant turned marketing specialist. I've always wanted to serve people. So that's why I went into the medical field. Mm -hmm. And then I had my first daughter and I was like, I don't really want to go to work every day. So I'm going to stay home. Let's see what I can do. And I toyed around with freelancing for a while and starting my own business. You probably know how that is. Like random things like, oh, I learned how to make dessert bread. Maybe I can sell that. Maybe I can do this for people. Maybe I can babysit people's kids. And I eventually found freelancing and um, started off as a virtual assistant and then pivoted into marketing through um, Lindsay White. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she has a director of marketing certification. Okay. And... That's what I did. And then more recently, niched in on content marketing specifically um, for coaches, just helping them streamline and manage their content on a month-to-month and launch basis. I'm also a mom of soon-to-be four under six years old. Yeah, you're awesome. (laughs) I love that. A little busy. That's awesome. I just love that you have just so much experience of like being an entrepreneur of different types and then certifying as a director of marketing and then really specializing on content for coaches. That's so wonderful to have all that experience behind what you're doing and then to really make it work. And um, like you said, we worked together. She was a client of mine last year and I just really got to know Rebecca and just see how amazing she is as a person. And I sometimes at the end of sessions, I would like, can I ask you a marketing question? And it was just so awesome because I would coach her on life and business, but then she would give me some insight on marketing. So I knew she would be someone great to have on this podcast and to really share what she knows about content marketing, which is what um, a lot of people struggle with, with marketing, it seems, because I mean, that is the meat of marketing. So with that, what what would you describe? Because sometimes I feel like people like know the term marketing, but they don't really even know what it really means. So in your opinion, what is the main concept of marketing? Like, how would you describe it for people to really understand it better? You're right. Marketing is kind of thrown around and it's very vague. Yeah. Um, And it can be broken down into so many different things from advertising to content to um, affiliate marketing. There's just so much. But the general gist of marketing is trying to take your business goals, your big business goals, and breaking them down into tactics um, that help you convert and connect with people who need your product or the service that you provide. And the goal is to connect with them in a very authentic way. Um, content marketing is a step down from general marketing. Um, it's like if you could picture a pyramid 
At the top would be your goals. Then it breaks down to tactics and action steps. So you would have your business goals, then your marketing goals, and then it breaks down into the tactics of your content marketing. Um, And usually the general goal, general marketing is to educate and help create brand awareness and thought leadership just so that people know about you. Yes, I love that. And so with content, what what do you usually help with the most? Like I'm assuming Instagram, but what like streams mm-hmm. and platforms do you see that you help with content on the most? Um, Instagram has been a huge one. I find that that's where a lot of coaches end mm-hmm. up. Um, but email is huge as well. And a majority of what I do um, for a lot of my clients, I like to incorporate content leveraging into their strategy plans. And what this means is a lot of these coaches have been in the space for more than a couple of years, and they have this gold mine of content on their website, their blog, podcasts, social media, email, everything. And something that we have as a main pillar in these content strategies is leveraging that, bringing it back to life, making it relevant again, so that they can save energy and time with the content creation process. And that's one of the main things I do. Besides that, um, I do monthly content management. After we come together with a strategy, I take the reins and create and manage all their content, bring up their creative energy. That That's amazing. So are you saying that you create their content from old content, basically? So you use what they've had and leverage it into new content? Yes, that um, is a huge part for a majority of my clients. Of course, there's always the fresh content that needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And depending on what the goals are at that season, it may be like all fresh content for a new launch or something like that. But for the day-to-day general content, the I hesitate to use the word fluff, but it's kind of fluff content. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is pulled from other long-form content that they have done in the past. So if a coach or entrepreneur, because I help that whole general mm-hmm. population is running their own marketing and content, should they be doing the same thing of using their old stuff and re-leveraging it? Or if they're still getting the the basis of their messaging, like what would you say for that kind of person with their marketing? Yeah, I'd say it depends on a few things, um, depending on how much content they have out there and if it's still relevant because I know that a lot of the times in the beginning, we are pivoting so much and our messaging shifts a lot. And so you need to ask yourself a few questions when it comes to repurposing content. Like, is this mm-hmm. even relevant? Does this match my current audience or my current content strategy? Is it something I could easily distribute in a different new way? Um, if not, then I just create keep creating um, really high value, fresh content for the mm-hmm. time being and then come back and repurpose later. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I love how you said that. And how long would you say it's good to be in one niche, one point, one message before you do start re-leveraging it, like you're saying? I would give it a few months um, because I know that a lot of times when people think of this, they're thinking that they can just have an Instagram post and then just repost the same exact thing. And that's not what we're talking about here. We're mm-hmm. talking about say you have that Instagram post with a static image and the copy, 
we can switch that into a reel with different yeah. copy highlighting different points or a newsletter. Um, it's just seeing what your audience needs at that time and creating based off of that. I love that. And so it's not just copy and paste, which I think mm-hmm. is a really good thing for people to understand. It's it's repurposing, but the same ideas. And I think this is mm-hmm. a great point to bring up with marketing because sometimes I hear people say they feel like they're just saying the same thing over and over again. And I say, yes, you are. That's the point of your marketing because you're reaching different people, of course, and people need to hear it several times said in different ways to really understand it and agree with you and realize they want to work with you. So what do you have to say about that when people feel like they're just repeating themselves, how to feel good about that and make that work? I couldn't agree more. Um, I think there's a stat out there. It's something like people need seven different touch points with the same type of messaging or call to action before they actually take action. Yeah. And especially with social media right now, your audience isn't seeing everything you put out there. So if you feel like, oh, I talked about this offer yesterday, I can't talk about it for another week because they'll think I'm being salesy or whatever. Chances are they might not have seen it. And if they did, they won't really notice with with the amount of content out there. They won't be like, oh, look at Aubin. She is promoting this way too much. Right. (laughs) It's, it's, um, it's a little bit of mindset work, I think too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love that. And I've done a lot of coaching on that with the salesy thing, especially mm-hmm. because I think that does hold up a lot of people. And I like that you talked about the offer because I find that a lot of my clients before have just been really good at posting. They say, I post every day and no one's buying from me. But then I ask them, how many offers have you made? And they, they don't say anything because they think that content is just sharing pe- things that people like and that the people will just come running to them saying, I want to work with you. So how do you incorporate offers into the content to make sure that people know how to work with you and what it looks like? Because that's, I think, what holds a lot of people up. That's a good question. So when it comes to content marketing, there are a lot of different, um, let's call them categories Mm -hmm. that you want to touch on um, strategically throughout the month and years that you're marketing. And these could be for example, like entertaining content, inspirational, educational, and then promotional. One mistake that I see a lot of people make is they're putting just straight promotional content out there and calling it goods. Like I am putting that content out there. No one's coming to me. Why aren't they coming to me? There are other categories of content like inspirational, educational, entertaining that need to be incorporated. And just because something's entertaining, like a fun reel to a trending sound, let's say, doesn't mean that it can't be promotional at the same time. It's just not yeah. a, like in your face promotion. Um, so just weaving what you do into normal, fun, dare I say, yeah. content like that helps. Um, and something else that I've seen work really, really well is just showing up in stories and talking about what you're doing with clients. It doesn't yeah. have to be like, book a call with me. Let's do this. Let's work together. But it can be like, I just got off a call with a client and we discussed this and I helped them through this. And this was really helpful because of this. And then you can call them to action at the end, but it feels a lot less. um, Once again, that word salesy on your end. And you can talk about that every single day and it won't tire people. Yeah. And what you're describing is like a 
way I like to do it of giving value before mm -hmm. I make an offer. And I think that's really serves and it makes you feel that you're serving people and showing them how you can help them before ever saying work with me. But you're always adding that at the end so that people know mm -hmm. it is an option because if you don't let people know it's an option, they're not going to act on it. They're not going to do it. And so um, I love how you've incorporated it. Like, don't just slam it in their faces. That can come across as salesy. You give the value, you give the education, you even can give entertainment, but incorporate that offer into it is so much more natural and easy, but a, a necessary part of marketing, of course. Yeah, you do have to talk about what you do, yes. <laughs> which I think that's that sounds so simple, right? But yeah. when it comes down to it, a lot of people struggle with that because they don't want to feel salesy. So they just provide so much value, but they're never calling people to action. And there are ways to call people to action that don't feel salesy. Um, and the more you talk about it, the more your messaging solidifies and the more you become known for something. So instead of just popping in every once in a while saying, oh, by the way, I do this, you need to build up your your repertoire of yeah. what you can do, how it's worked for people in the past. Um, uh, a little side note, I know a lot of people in the beginning, they just stick with like testimonial images. Mm -hmm. Those are great, but you need to talk face to camera yeah. about it as well. I love uh, that because... Testimonials are good, but I've noticed from doing it myself, if you just post it, it's just like a long paragraph and people don't mm -hmm. want to just read a long paragraph. So you can do that, but talking about it gives so much more personal impression of what it is that working with you is like, and that helps people so much more to like, know, and trust you, which is what we're kind exactly. of working for with our marketing, of course. We mentioned kind of in here about the mindset of not being salesy, which is something I talk about a lot as a mindset of marketing, but what else are some big mindset things that you've noticed help you in the marketing you do for clients, but even as you've worked with clients and seen that are important in marketing to have as a mindset? There are a few that come to mind. Um, the first one is sometimes it can feel like you might be doing someone, um, a disservice or putting people out in a way if you're trying to get them to buy something, but that's not the mindset we want to have. If you're right. truly, if you're truly behind what you're offering and the service and the transformation it provides, you should lead with the mindset that you are serving people yes. instead of like buy this if you want. I mean, you don't have to, but yeah. it's available. Um, there's um, a certain level of conviction that you need to have. Right. I know a lot of people say that you need to show up with energy and that's not always possible. I know a lot of your audience are moms. Um, yeah. Busy, probably tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like to think of it as showing up with conviction in what I, like I do that word, yeah. instead of energy because it, it portrays the same thing, but I don't have to be bouncing up and down. Yeah, like, and you, I like awesome. that conviction better because you can be true to who you are. Like mm -hmm. if you're not like a super bubbly person, be yourself, but have that conviction. And that mm -hmm. that's what makes people believe in it because they can see that you believe in it is what I'm hearing with the word conviction too, of like, if you're suggesting maybe kind of this might work, then who who's going to want to buy it? But if you feel that passion and conviction, that's so much more like inviting and people will consider it. Exactly. And 
if you're not confident in what you are offering, it will it will show and people will be able to feel that. So then they don't feel confident. So why would they work with you? It goes back to like even your your product suite, what you offer, you need to be able to feel confident in it because if you're wishy-washy at all, it will show and it'll affect the way you market it. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't believe in it, you're not going to show up to really market it because it, mm-hmm. it is kind of a vulnerable thing to do, right? To be marketing. And so having that belief in it gives you that energy, even though we're not saying energy, mm-hmm. but just that self motivation almost to do it because you do have that conviction to do it. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it won't work if you don't believe in it. It will not. Yes. Is there any other mindsets? You said there was a couple. Um, yeah, so that was one about serving and putting people out. But the other one that came to mind, the perfectionism and the comparing yourself to others, because in this space, there are people of every level imaginable. So there's always going to be someone who is a step ahead of you, a level ahead of you that you look at and you're like, oh, look how successful she is and her content's always amazing. She knows just what to say. And it can be hard if you internalize that and you get stuck. You don't want to create at all. You're not motivated. You're not getting stuff out there. It messes with your confidence and makes you right. feel like you're not worthy to be in the space. <laughs> right. Yeah. So not comparing yourself. You can use um other people's content as inspiration for your own if you talk about the same things and connect with these people look look at them as this is where I could be in a couple years or months what if I put in the effort and I could be like this but in my own way um it just it's hard not to compare yourself but it's a trap if you do. Yeah. I believe in that so much. And something I do and suggest to others is if there's someone that you look up to, but all you're doing is comparing, unfollow them. Like it's not serving you anymore. And maybe you'll follow them again someday, but right now, instead of like having to do all the thought work to not compare, Mm -hmm. just don't follow them. And it's not that you don't like them or you have anything against them. It's just not serving you. And when you do that, you're helping yourself to look at yourself. And I always say the only person to compare yourself is yourself. Like, okay, where was I yesterday? Where was I a week ago? Where was I a year ago? And seeing how much you've grown and helping yourself to see, okay, I can keep growing. And if there is someone you look up to and you can follow them and be inspired, that's great. But I can tell when someone I'm getting triggered and being comparative and like saying, okay, I'm just going to follow for right now. And that, that's okay. I love that. It's and it, it's just so hard to be in a creative space, uh, like a positive creative space, actually putting out content that serves your audience when you're when you're stuck there. So I I love that comparing yourself to yourself <laughs> and not others. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so as we've talked about these different um ways of content, what is your best advice of streamlining because you said that you do Instagram and email and even kind of mentioned podcasting and stuff. So when someone's doing different platforms, I mean, even if they had like TikTok and YouTube or something too, do you have a method of streamlining content to not feel overwhelmed? Because when you are on so many platforms, it can feel like there is no way I could do this many if I don't hire someone to do it for me. But is there a way you can say people can 
streamline it to make it all work? Definitely. I highly recommend using a project management tool um, like Asana or Trello. And my favorite is ClickUp. And this is a great place to put all of your ideas, uh, drafts, links to everything from like mm-hmm. your Canva graphics to repurposed content or content from the past that you want to repurpose. Um, your content calendar can be in there. You can move things from step to step, which I love because I love that organization. Like, okay, this is an idea. Now it's a draft. Now I'm working on the copy. The graphic is created and now it's scheduled. And then you move it to done when it's done. So it can be repurposed later. Um, So getting a tool that works for you Mm -hmm. really saves you so much time and energy. And you can see your content strategy come to life instead of having things everywhere from like docs and Canva and your phone notes and everything. Yeah. So when you're saying that, are you saying to post the same thing on all the platforms at the same time? Um, You could, but I wouldn't recommend that. Okay. Um, So with that, like how, you know, you're saying use this content creator, but then how do you mm -hmm. make the posting on all of them work? So going back to our general marketing and content strategy, each platform usually has a slightly different goal. And based off of that goal, the content's going to be different and the timing of everything's going to be different. Um, For example, I'm working with a client right now. We are launching a masterclass and then a paid offer after that masterclass. And she is on four different platforms right now. She has an email list, um, two Facebook groups, and an Instagram account. We put together a strategy where this month for the first like 14 days, it would be warming up the audience. So we had a bunch of different um, types of content based on the topic of her masterclass with um, the general goal to create brand awareness and warm up the audience. And these, um, a majority of them were repurposed for each platform on different timelines. Uh-huh. So it wasn't just like if someone followed her on all the platforms, they get everything on the one day. Then we moved into like launch content, which is more copywriting as opposed to content writing where we, um, there, we do need to be careful that we're not posting the same thing on every channel. And then we have the actual like live launch. So there's a lot there, including like, these are some story prompts that we need to work on. And this is where we need to show up. So ClickUp is great because everything can be color coded and systemized and collated in a way where you can see exactly what's going to happen on each platform on every day from a bird's eye view, which takes the stress out of your marketing because sometimes it can get overwhelming if you have a bunch of pieces everywhere and it saves you time. And I prefer ClickUp, but something that I tell everyone that I work with is you, we need a system that works for you <laughs> and a schedule that works for you. What works for one person doesn't work for another. Um, and that's, that's okay. That's what makes this super customizable. Yeah. So Let's do walk through an example to really conceptualize this, because this is something I think a lot of especially people that are running their own business and marketing don't know exactly how to strategize what to content and when to do copywriting and all of that you just said on what days and how. So we can just use my kind of platforms as an example, if that's okay. I have Instagram, email and podcast. And let's say I'm doing a master class like you were saying. What kind, how would you format the content on all three platforms over the two weeks or whatever period you're suggesting? Yeah. 
So with you, I think you do a great job at your content marketing. Um, the The few weeks prior to this launch, what you would be doing is warming up your audience through um, content that is thought-provoking, educational, that really positions you as a leader in this space, as well as the topic that you're going to be teaching in your masterclass. Um, and then when it comes time to launch, what we would do is have a strategy for each of your platforms, okay. email, podcast, and Instagram. And based off of that strategy, create content or leverage past content for that. And when we leveraged past content, we would probably just switch out the copy and maybe add um, like an end slide to a reel with a call to action. And it's a lot more um, copywriting as opposed to content writing. Mm-hmm. I don't, are you familiar with the difference there? Um, I think so, but explain it just to make sure everyone listening does. Yeah. So content writing is what a majority of marketing is. It's very um, informative. It drives engagement, puts you as the leader in your space, um, gives you that rapport. um, And that's, that's content. And copywriting is a little bit more intense. It's not advertising, but whenever we do copywriting, we want to drive people to action. By taking them from a small yes to a bigger yes to the final yes that you're trying to get them to do. And so there's a lot of emotion and sales psychology that goes into copywriting. And that's mostly used for um, like sales pages, sales emails, sales copy. Whenever you want someone to do something and take action, that's usually copywriting. So going back to this example, when we're doing the live actual live launch is that when we would start putting copywriting in the emails in the Instagram and even maybe as part of the podcast script to have at the end maybe with the call to action just so that it's more directing people to what the offer is is that basically what we're saying with all three yes that's exactly right so the warm-up content would be pretty pretty fluffy it's like Look at Aubin. She is a thought leader in this subject like that. The stop being salesy masterclass you did last year. You'd be talking about sales, maybe money relationships, that kind of thing, just to start getting that in people's heads and becoming top of mind on the subject, um, which you could do through education, inspiration, um, that sort of thing that has not necessarily a really direct call to action at the end. And then moving into launch content, we want people to join the masterclass. So everything is based on that outcome. And so when we would create our copy and our content, we would be creating it to drive them to action. So would when we're actually doing the copy and the launch is live, would we be doing it every day in every post and every story? Like how much, how intense do you do it when you're in an actual launch? I think it depends a lot on a few factors like your audience size and what has worked in the past for you. And that's where stats come into play. But for a majority of my clients, when we're launching something, we have a, a two week ish launch period um, where we are promoting like every other day, we still want to provide value. We don't want to be just um, selling all the time. So, there's a balance between the promotion 
and the value, but we need to make sure that that value is still a step up from that content, the normal content. And it's still super correlated with what you want to be promoting during that period. I think that's really good to specify for people because sometimes it can be like, I don't want to say it too much, but Mm -hmm. I want to tell it because I want people to know that's what I'm offering right now. So having, I think just that added value and knowing like this is value still, but it's very correlated to my current offer of this launch. And I'm, I'm directing people to the launch. So even when it's value. Exactly. And something that works really well during, especially when you're promoting something like this would be storytelling um, as part of your more, uh, more of the content writing aspect opposed to the copywriting because stories have been around for forever and that that's how we that's how we um remember and learn things yeah and so if you have a story even if it's something super random those are usually the best that can somehow connect to what you're trying to promote people will remember that right and they'll be able to think of that and then the next time they see a post because we're we have those seven touch points they'll be like oh yeah so in her story back then she said this, and that made me feel this way. Um, during launches, you want to make people feel a certain way by talking about the transformation or the the pain points. Um, but stories are a great way to go about that. Yeah. And that brought up a question that I've heard a lot of people ask because you hear in marketing strategy to tell stories and that it's good mm-hmm. and to share stuff from your own transformation and your clients But I've also heard people say, like, don't talk about you so much. Talk about the person Mm -hmm. you're talking to. Be in second person. Say you, you, you. So what's the balance you found of telling stories of yourself and clients, but still talking to the person you're talking to in second person? Mm -hmm. That is a great question because I I know a lot of people struggle with that. Um, I think, once again, it comes down to the balance. You don't want to always be talking about yourself, but... Also, your audience needs to know you to be able yeah. to trust you. Right. Um, so there's a lot of times where you can put your audience in your shoes through your writing instead of just talking about you. Um, there are a couple of different ways to go about that in a way that feels more authentic and more engaging instead of the me, me, me kind of writing. Mm-hmm. That I love that. And I think what I've learned to do and kind of using what you're saying is to say like, this is what happened to me. This is what can happen for you. And then bring it to second or first person plural of we, like we can work together. And this is a good way for us to correlate and work together and understand each other. And so it makes it all of the above. And so you can still tell stories, but you can still talk to the person and still connect with them in we. I love the way that you've structured that. That's very, um, I think that that would help people move down your copy really well too. And then draw it together with a nice bow on the end. Yeah. Um, I feel like whenever you write copy, you always need to think of the end, always have the end in mind and um, put yourself in your ideal customer or client's shoes. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, if you just sit down and write, you're just talking to yourself. (laughs) Right. But we need to, we need to, think about these people, what they're going through um, that would lead them to want to work with you and really touch on those points and connect with them, have a lot of empathy in our writing as well. Yeah, I love that. And that 
that helps so much, I think, especially because really as entrepreneurs of any kind, we're serving people. And so when we remember the people we're serving, of course, we're going to say it better. We're going to say what they're thinking, what they're feeling, because it's not about you. It's about them. And that helps Mm -hmm. them. They feel that. And we've all been on the other end when we're the client or customer, when you can feel they really care about you versus when they don't. Mm -hmm. And it, it feels so different. And so I like to say that when people are stumped on content ideas to just say like, what do your people need right now? Mm-hmm. Think about them. Like, what are their problems? What are they feeling? What's going on for them? What can you help with them? And I feel like when we go there, it's so much easier to come up with ideas and even know how to articulate it. Exactly. Yeah. Come back to the basics. Yeah. Why do people even need you? Right. <laughs> and then just lead with the service. Lead with service. Right. Yeah. I love that. So, As you've worked with different clients, what seems to be the biggest thing that leads to entrepreneurs, coaches to success in their marketing? Like, do you have anything that stands out as what really helps? Mm -hmm. I think consistency is a huge thing. I like to think of diligence instead, because sometimes it's hard to be consistent. I feel like consistency has turned into a trigger word. Like people are like, I think so. Yes, I feel the same exact way. (laughs) So more recently, I've I've loved the word diligence because the okay. intention is still there. So whenever yeah. I do show up, it it's with that the conviction that we were talking about and yeah. with the intention instead of like, oh well, I missed a day. Now I'm not consistent. Right. I must be failing at marketing. It's like, no, you're not. You're still you still have the end goal in mind and you're working towards it. But sometimes consistency is hard and it looks different for everyone at every stage. Um, something else that is vital to success in business is clarity with your messaging. And that comes back down to what you're offering, um, the process that you walk clients through and just knowing that having it so ingrained that you'd be able to just spout it off to anyone Mm -hmm. because that shows the confidence that you have. And that really comes off through your marketing. And I think uh, people struggle a lot with when they they want to do something, they start doing it and it doesn't work yet in quotation marks because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I have the wrong offer or the wrong niche and they give up. And then they have that lack of clarity because they're, they're not mm-hmm. sure of it anymore. And what I love to help people see is you've got to believe in this message. You've got to believe in this offer, this niche and give it time and to really see if it's mm-hmm. going to work. And that goes with the diligence and consistency of what you were saying before too, of like, you can't really measure if it worked after a week or a month, even you have to give it more time, but keeping with that diligence with that time really helps you to see, okay, maybe I need to pivot a little bit, just the wording, how I say it, or Mm -hmm. just figure out how my audience says their problem. I'm saying it how I'm thinking of it, but maybe they say it a little differently and it could be just the littlest pivot that can take take your business off and make it work so much better, but giving up after a little bit of time and not having that confidence behind your message is why it's not working. It's not because it (laughs) couldn't work. It's just because you've kind of given up and lost that clarity that you're describing there. Exactly. And whenever someone's, whenever someone finds themselves in the position that you were just talking about with, they're consistent and then they drop off because they don't feel it right then. Yeah. Something I'd suggest doing is creating a pretty basic content strategy, let's say, 
for three months and have everything outlined and then go in every week and create. And content marketing, it's a long game. It's organic marketing for the most part, which takes time, especially with all these crazy algorithm changes and everything and staying consistent. I'd say for at least three months before switching major things up is the best way to be successful because otherwise we'll be, we'd be ping-ponging active to not active, which is horrible for our audience because we don't want to ghost them. Social media is about relationships. And if you keep posting and ghosting and switching and pivoting, people don't know what to expect from you. Exactly. I love that so much. And what was coming to my mind as you were saying all that was commitment. So with that Mm -hmm. diligence, using the word commitment instead of consistency, like having an outline for the three months, going all in, believing in it and being committed to it and saying, okay, I'm gathering data. I'm learning how to have this business on market. It's not a straight up answer. I have to take the strategies I've learned and do my best to gather what works for me, what works for my audience, but I'm committed to figuring that out. And it's not, okay, if this works, then it works, but it's like believing in it and staying committed to it to, to make it work because it will work as you are committed and find the little things to adjust as you go. Exactly. Tapering off on and off will, it's it's detrimental to your marketing. And I've personally experienced that, but when I'm able to stay diligent and just show up, even when I don't feel like it or believe that it's going to go anywhere that day, it, it plays off in the long run. Yeah. I love that. So this just came to me as we were talking, but, um, you're a mom, I'm a mom, my audience, that's who Mm -hmm. I talk to is moms running their business. How have you seen how to keep this commitment and be diligent, but still live your life (laughs) as a mom just from your own personal experience? Yes. (laughs) Even pregnant, like you said, Uh Yes. Um, lots of grace yeah. <laughs> and um, flexibility. Um, as a content specialist, I find myself under pressure to be active and super into it all the time, but that's just not the life stage I'm at right now. So I do the right. best with what I can. Um, and that's that's the important part. Something that I've found that works really well for me right now is planning out content just a week in advance. Yeah. If I, I can't, I don't have hours to sit down and batch content for a month. I've tried it and then I give up and I don't post for a month. So finding what works for you, especially with the limited time that you have is, is key. Um, also setting firm boundaries with when you are doing lead generation or just scrolling, looking for post ideas, that sort of thing. Um, Limiting that time, having that boundary with yourself yeah, is, is vital. It's vital. Right. How many times have we all said I'm working on Instagram and mm-hmm. we weren't working at all. We were just scrolling. Exactly. And that's uh, with humility. I say that because I've learned the same thing and like having boundaries of like, this is work time on Instagram and having mm-hmm. um, exact plans of what I'm doing with that time helps so much to be more effective and then to put my phone down and go be with my kids. And I do my best to not intercede Instagram time with my kids because that just clogs my brain and I'm not able to be present with them. And it's okay if business stuff comes to my mind, but when I'm on Instagram with my kids, I'm so distracted and not able to really 
talk to them or be there as much. And then the whole, why are you on your phone again, mom comes up. And so I want them to know, yes, I work. Yes, I use my phone for work. But when I'm saying I'm with them, I'm with them. And that that boundary, like you were saying, helps so much with that. And it sets a great example for them as well. For yeah. In the future, when they have technology or they are working kind of thing, it'll, yeah. it'll, show up in the coming years when they get older, which I, I, love, I love. And I I love everything you taught today. This is just shows so much that marketing doesn't have to be as complicated as we sometimes think it is, mm-hmm. but it is an important part of running a business. And we live in this beautiful age where we have so much access online of free marketing and even the marketing that we pay for. Isn't that expensive until you go to like paid ads Mm-hmm. And that's so cool that we have this available. We can figure out how to share what we do with so many people that we don't even know yet. And that that's such a great advantage. And it, it's especially good to us moms that are wanting to work from home, work on our own schedule, use our phones. Like, it's just so cool that we can run a business from home because of the internet that we have available to us. Thank you so much for being here today to talk with us, Rebecca. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with us as we wrap up? If I could leave everyone with just one thought, it would be that you are the lifeblood of your business. Sometimes it can be easy to get caught up with serving and making sure your clients are happy your family's happy, everyone but yourself is taken care of. And so when it comes down to business, make sure that you're setting time, putting on your own oxygen mask, so to say, to actually make time to do your internal systems and your marketing, because that usually falls to the wayside. So set time before you work up with clients to get that done, to get that knocked out. Otherwise, it probably won't happen. So Take care of your internal marketing. Take care of yourself. Um, put yourself first. And that's how that's how you'll grow. I love that. And yeah, as a coach, I'm like, yes, thank you for what you just said. That was so good. <laughs> so thank you. And this was so educational and so inspiring, everything you shared today. And you're just a living example of everything you said. You do it for your own business. You do it for other people's businesses. And you are just such a devoted mom at the same time. And I just love what you do. So thank you for everything you've shared with us today. And we will see you all next week.